if you want H&R Block to help you with your large portfolio growth plans, go for it. It's free. Like they'll consult you all day. But don't be frightened about putting out a bit of money to consult with key professionals. It could save you thousands down the road for sure. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Welcome back, Right Club Nation. And hello, Alfonso. How are you? I'm doing great, Sarah. How are you? Good, good. It is Monday evening. It's become a routine. Sunday mornings, Monday evenings, like we've got a lot of podcasts scheduled for the next few months. It's super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at the calendar. I'm really excited about this. And yeah, I just got back from Ottawa and uh, it was a really great weekend. There was a real estate conference out there. So they say 24 hours, 365 interviewing. It's really fun. And your birthday as well. You spent your birthday at a real estate conference, so. <laughs> I did. I spent, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do I like real estate or what? <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good time. Got to meet a lot of really good investors out there. A lot of people came from like the GTA area, a lot of friendly faces, people that I recognize, a couple from the right club as well. It was a great time. What are kind of things are you working on, Sarah? What's keeping you busy? Currently, I'm actually looking for a multifamily of some sort in Hamilton. And I'm working closely with one of the realtors from the right club who's bringing me to a few off listing or off market properties, put an offer, kind of went back and forth. I don't think we've agreed on the price yet. So still looking out there though, I think that is going to be our next move. And I wouldn't mind a second cottage. What about you? I love that statement. I wouldn't mind a second time. Yeah, it's true. And so people would hear that, the, the non-real estate investors or the non-believers, let's call them, right? They haven't been to a right club. The people that haven't been to a, a right club event, those would be the ones, well, that sounds so crazy. But yeah, I wouldn't mind it a second cottage either. But A fifth, you mean, because you got four. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, all in Port Stanley. So yeah, again, I always like give a shout out to Port Stanley people that know anybody, anything about down there. I really love it. Realtors out there, we we want to, we have a presence there. We really want to keep growing in that area. We really love it. We're working on our rent to own deal, our rent to own company. We're keeping it growing. We're finding more tenant buyers. We're working with investors, really formalizing the investor education piece because there is a lot of moving parts, a little different things, a lot of misnomers about rent to owns. So we're really working on a clear message for our investors. We have so much so much experience from the ones that we've done. So we want to give a good example of real life examples. It's still there. It's not just the hypothetical stuff. Yeah, keeping busy, that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited about this podcast. Listeners, you guys are in for such a treat. Claire Drange, I again, we didn't figure it out, but I think I've known her. It's like probably seven, eight years at least. She is just such a cool person. She's so friendly. She's so nice amazing accent. I love her accent. <laughs> yeah. But she is just such a wealth of knowledge. She's been in real estate. Oh man. I, she said in the podcast, you're going to have to listen to it, but she's been, she's been around for a lot. She's, she's done a lot. She's seen it from, from the bank side, from the lender side. She's an investor herself. That's uh, really important to be an investor yourself with a mortgage broker. You're going to want to pick one that is doing what they're guiding you towards. I think that is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and she is so generous with her time and such a huge supporter of the right club. She's a part of, she's a staple, a segment of every one of our events, the news you can use and it's live. It's there. She's, she's putting work in this. She's researching, figuring out what us investors can do. The market's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to change rates, all that kind of stuff. 
how are we adapting? How are we changing to make sure that we're ready for what's coming up and how we're positioning ourselves? Absolutely. Yeah. You know what the really cool thing that she talked about, and I did not know this before actually last year and she was teaching it, the purview report, like the best thing ever. And I don't want to give it away because we talk about it in a little bit of detail towards the end of the podcast, but probably the best resource out there. Absolutely. I thank God that things are on like emails and like attachments and stuff like that. Cause if I had a copy of every single purview report that I've seen across Ontario, like it would be like stack up high. And that's really like, that's the playbook. Like that's what you want to see. That's like ground zero. That's like information. Like, yes, you know, the address. Okay, cool. Next, like listing. Yeah. If it's listed, but purview, you can do it on any, any property. So. It's the amount of depth of information that that actually allows you to see just the best thing ever. So without giving it away, I think the listeners should just listen to the interview and yeah. at the very end, you will learn all about the purview report. So should we play it? Yeah, let's get to it. Hope all you guys right. enjoy it. All right. And welcome to the podcast, Claire Drange. I am so excited. Thank you so much for joining Sarah and I today. My pleasure. I'm thrilled to be here. So thank you guys so much. So just before we were kind of started recording here, we were trying to figure out how long or how far we go. It's, let's just say it's been a while that we've known each other. And it was you were teaching a class for, at the time, the Rich Dad Education Group. And it was a fantastic class. But for those listeners that don't know about how amazing you are, we're going to tell them. But why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm first and foremost a mom with two boys and been happily married to my husband for a long time. I think we're 34 years or something. Wow. I keep playing. I'm, I'm not going to swap him out, take me too long to train a new one. So <laughs> we're in it for the long haul. Um, I'm a mortgage broker as well as a real estate investor myself. I've got a team of mortgage brokers both in Ontario as well as in Alberta and just starting to grow in BC, Manitoba and Saskatchewan as well. My real passion is real estate. I love real estate, but I love money too, either lending it out or finding it for my clients. That's awesome. And Claire, you're a big supporter of the Right Club. You come out every single time and you also have some great insights and you have a segment and you're providing insights on the actual market. It's called news you can use. And I just think that is so insightful because things are always changing. Rates are always changing. Lenders are always changing their rules. And in your words, and you're an investor yourself, and I'm a big believer that you absolutely should use a mortgage broker, especially if you're trying to scale a portfolio. What are some of the advantages of working with a mortgage broker? Well, I mean, there are so many, but I think the number one is a mortgage broker that can be nonpartisan. What I mean by that is being able to provide advice and options, um, but also substantiate those, uh, that advice and options. If you go into one lender, you're given products out of that one lender's box. A good mortgage broker has got a room full of different boxes and some of those boxes are square and you fit in tight. Others, there is creative ways to find the right solution. So I think working with a good mortgage broker that actually does what they're talking about, if you're an investor, they actually do investments as well, I think is going to be key. But I think it's more out-of-the-box thinking and also helping with some of the due diligence, the tools that we have access to that will complement the other power team members, your realtor, etc. I mean, I could go on forever, but you'll notice the one thing that I haven't talked about is rates. 
I think with a good mortgage broker, it's a given you're going to get the best rates and options. But it's not always the rate. It's more about having unlimited access to cash, strategic lender placement, and not getting capped out too soon. Sometimes what you feel is the path of least resistance, which is why don't I go to my bank that I've been with for the last 20 plus years, isn't always the right solution for you at that time. So, so many different reasons why a mortgage broker is beneficial. Yeah, and we've had so many different conversations over the years, Claire, and about the different options. And really, I think what you preach a lot of is having the end in mind, what your goals are, what you want to do, right? And that allows you to place the correct products or correct strategies or different the ways that you lend out your money or get money, right? Maybe talk a little bit about when you meet new investors or they hear about real estate and they hear people saying, go talk to a broker. And obviously, you're the best out there and a master of really great team. So when those investors come and speak to you, you know, what are some of those mistakes that you've seen that they've made? I know Sarah has a great story about how she had to kind of unwind a mess before she started investing in it, but what are some common mistakes or the top mistakes that they make? I would say the top mistakes, there's always like, I put it into two buckets. The first one would be brand new investors. And I would say that the biggest mistake a brand new investor will make is not really figuring out why do they want to buy real estate? We're in real estate. Most people say, well, I want to make money. Well, that's a given. You're going to do that, or technically you should. But why, why do you want to buy real estate? Is it because you want to retire 10 years earlier? Do you want to build a legacy? Do you want to quit your job? You know, finding out the why. And I think most investors I come across when I ask them, what do you really want to get out of real estate? Because it isn't owning 300 properties and managing those. Maybe it is to get cash flow. So breaking that down into to quit my job. What does that look like? How much is that a month that you need to replace that income and then over and above that? So I think sometimes mistakes people make is not understanding their why. So therefore, if you don't understand your why, it's very easy to go, oh, squirrel. Or you go to an amazing group and you hear about dozens of different strategies and you're like, oh, I want to do them all. I want to do them all. And I want to do them all at once. And I want to do them now. Oh, show me Penny. Stick to what is your your main reason why and find a strategy that works for you. I see a lot of investors say, well, I'm going to flip because my friend flips and he does that really well. Well, your friend might only be telling you the good stuff. Yeah. We've never said that real estate is easy. And I think that can be another mistake is new investors think, oh, just throw money at a project and I'll make money. It's not necessarily a given. Now, experienced ones, well, sometimes too fast, too quick without an infrastructure really they're so focused on real estate they're actually forgetting they're running a business so what is their accounting what is their legal setup what is their their long-term growth plans there's those things too so there's again i could probably go on for a while on so many different i would say mistakes because mistakes an opportunity to grow and learn and it's whether you can actually learn from that and can we unwind it oh yeah that's, that's amazing insights And one of the things too that you mentioned is there's a lot of experienced investors and they don't have the other setup in place. Maybe, I don't know if your recommendation is to have a meeting and figure out with your accountant, with your mortgage broker, with your lawyer, what that strategy looks like. Because I also get asked, should I incorporate? Should I not incorporate? And it's kind of ironic, the different answers that you're going to get. And so what's your take on that? If somebody comes to you and they say, should I incorporate or not incorporate? And why and why not? from a financial point of view or for a mortgage point of view? 
I think that when you should you incorporate or shouldn't you, there are so many different factors. And what you've got to do is take each factor under consideration and make the decision yourself. From a financing perspective, there aren't as many lenders to pick from if you want to purchase properties in a corporate name. Because if you want to buy in a corporate name, but you also want residential best interest rates, sometimes there is a bit of a trade-off. But it doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means you don't have 20 major banks to pick from. Maybe you've got six. So we need to be even more strategic. But also, you've got to think about why incorporate? Well, it's asset protection. So if you have no assets, like this is your first flip, and you don't even know if you're going to do more than one, sometimes the tax implications or the tax benefits just aren't going to be enough to make it worthwhile. The other thing, of course, is income tax, you know, the tax benefits. So if you're in a low income tax bracket now, if you've got, depending on your current income source, there's so many different What's right for one isn't going to be right for the other. So my only recommendation would be think about your short-term plan and your long-term plan. And also don't be frightened of engaging all three of your power team members together. And have your lawyer, the accountant, and your mortgage specialist on the phone together and go, but have a clear idea as an investor, what is your plan? I want to buy 10 buy and holds to generate 10,000 in monthly revenue so I can quit my job. Then I'd like to buy 20 multifamily buildings and maybe sell off my little onesie twosies. Like if you know what you actually want to do short term and long term, then it makes it much easier for that accountant and lawyer and the mortgage professional to actually answer that question. So I know that doesn't answer your question, but you've got to think as an investor, you've got to have that plan yourself. That's you need to have a good idea. Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I had a pair of diapers on my head at the event because the answer is depends. Depends. You're quite right. It was a pair of depends that were on my head. And it's really true because, and that's the cool part is that you're, you're at our events. You're so accessible. You're, you're meeting and talking to people and understanding that because it does depend on what their needs are, what their wants are, and explaining that and really figuring out what their end goal in mind is and then work backwards from there in terms of if it's cash flow, if it's equity, what do you need now and, and what do you want to have? And that, that's the cool part is like Sarah said, you're so generous with your time and with your information, your knowledge, and you're, you're at our every event. You're going to be speaking at the, the, the one coming up in February, the 21st, and you're going to be doing the news that you can use segment. So maybe a little bit of a preview, a little bit of a teaser to some of the, the people that are thinking about coming and maybe at future events that you're going to be talking about as well too. So maybe a little preview of that. Awesome. Well, without giving away everything so that you don't need to go to the event because it's absolutely amazing. So news you can use, what we try and do, what I'm trying to do is really demystify everything you read in the newspaper. And I think that that is the key thing. As a real estate investor, you know, you don't need to understand how interest rates are created and whether they're going up or down or what's happening. But if you're able to have a little bit more insight to be further educated and make an informed decision, then I think it works. There is so much fear mongering in the news that what I try and do is just give you the real facts and not just bad news sells newspaper. But bad news is often good news for investors because it's opportunity. So I'll be talking a little bit about what's happening in the economy, the potential impact of what's happening south of the border and the rest of the world. Because as much as we like to feel we live in this little 
bubble, or as my parents think, an igloo. Uh, we are not quite immune to the effects of what's happening around us. So I'll talk a little bit about interest rates, what lenders are in, what lenders are out. We have seen some potential changes in mortgage legislation coming down the pipeline to the positive. So with the hope of getting actually more people into the market. And then we'll just kind of talk about what's happening with real estate news, that some of the changes, some of the lenders that are really pulling back with regards to Airbnb requirements and the marketability of properties, how some lenders are potentially pulling back in markets that they still feel are overheated and how others are slowing down a bit. So we'll talk about the impact of Alberta to what's happening across, across Canada. So there'll be some cool stuff, some cool stuff. There's just a few tidbits there. Amazing. Sorry to interrupt you, Sarah, but I'm on Claire's email list and I know when the rates are being changed or when they're announced and you are so on it and so great. Like one of my news sources, we ask a lot of people what they like to use and definitely having your email every month and seeing that coming out is great as well. Thank you. Thank you. You also did a uh, webinar recently about your power team. I thought that was really insightful. Can you just give a, a little insight on what that was all about? Yeah, absolutely. So really going to Alfonso's question earlier about trying to involve more than just one person at a time in your decision-making process as an investor. So what I did is we just had a sort of typical core power team. Your power team to me has got like your core and then there's like an outer circle, which is the, the individuals you're not necessarily going to use on every transaction, but they're a key part of your team. So we had a real estate agent, an accountant, a lawyer. Yes, I actually got a lawyer to come out in the evening and I didn't get an invoice. It was awesome. Myself as a mortgage broker, we also had someone that deals in private markets, not mortgages, so private markets as well as a financial planner insurance individual that really focused on the succession planning side of a real estate investors. So it was really cool to have a bit of banter across all of us with regards to different questions such as when should I incorporate? Of course, everyone will say, you need to see me first. The realtor, you need to see me. I'll say, you need to see me. The lawyer, no, you need to see me before you get sued. So and the accountant's just like, don't come to me with a box full of receipts and tell me you need me to figure it out one day before you're supposed to file. It was really cool to have a diverse group, but I think the key takeaway I took from it was that you need every member of your power team. And as an investor, you need to pick the right ones that are not focused on just sending you a bill, but are actually focused on your educating you to make the right decision, not just to sell a service. On the flip side though, I'm gonna kind of turn it the tables a bit. If you're an investor and, and a really good accountant says, I'm more than happy to give you some consultation. I charge a hundred bucks for a half an hour. Don't nickel and dime. If you want H&R Block to help you with your large portfolio growth plans, go for it. It's free. Like they'll consult you all day. But don't be frightened about putting out a bit of money to consult with key professionals. It could save you thousands down the road for sure. Yeah. There's an old saying that some of like my older relatives or cousins or family is that free advice, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. Lots of deductions are missed, right? And so you probably can do a lot better by just paying a little bit more up front. I'm a big believer in that for sure. So Claire, one of the insights that I had talking to you, I get lots of insights, but one of them that really stuck with me is you have access to private lenders. 
another reason why a mortgage broker is the way to go. And can you talk about how you have that access? What does that look like? What does that do for an investor? So a majority of mortgage brokers will have access to right now, actually, there's about 20 or 30 mix. So mortgage investment corporations, they'll typically limit investors to a certain loan to value and they'll provide limitations. When I became a mortgage broker specifically focused on real estate investors, my thoughts were, that's not enough. That's not enough just to have access to the standard traditional lenders that every mortgage broker does. So I wanted to do sort of two things. One was educate the average homeowner on how to use equity in their home to borrow money, to make money, and also to demystify or improve the disappointment people have with their RSPs, their TFSAs, and their Lira returns. So my focus was to educate my customers, my regular homeowners, on how to make money with their existing funds. When I first arrived in Canada, and it was September, and my first position was actually as a mortgage broker's assistant. And I remember in January or February, there's all this big fever about, you've got to buy RSPs, got to buy RSPs, the deadline's the end of February. I'm thinking, what's with all this buy RSPs all of a sudden? And the response I got from a lot of people was, oh, you get a tax refund. And I'm kind of going, okay, I'm going to spend 5,000, buy some RSPs, and I'm maybe going to get a thousand or two back in a tax refund. Well, I don't know about you, but I can kind of do the math and go, that's not, I spend five and get five, or I spend five and get seven. So what's the cap? And no one could really explain it. Oh, you just put it with a money manager and it's for your retirement. I'm like, excuse me? I'm going to borrow money, throw it to some person at the bank who gets paid every other Friday just to show up. Like that's, there's going to be more to that. So I kind of looked into more into, I know I'm a nerd, the Income Tax Act and what you could use those funds for. And that's kind of really put me where I am today, which is helping people understand how the banks make money. And you don't need to be a bank to be the bank. So using your RSPs, your Liras, your TFSA. So educating the client that wants to be the bank or wants to make money like the banks, but doesn't want to own real estate. Some people want to be investing in real estate without being a landlord, which is fine. So basically, I take their money and we lend it to real estate investors, whether they're flipping, they're buying holding, they're buying properties that are bankable today. Maybe they're doing the traditional Burr strategy to buy, rehab, refinance, and then rent. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> favorite, for sure. But you know, sometimes you're buying a property where the property's not bankable. There are foundation issues or cracks or holes in the roof or mold or whatever there might be. So having access to private money has been hugely important to me because it gives me the ability to adjust terms and conditions to not only create a win for the lender, my new investor, as well as the real estate investor that's going to borrow the funds. So going to those high loan to values, blanketing across multiple properties to get as much out and just kind of having that flexibility. I'm a bit of a control freak. So I like control and I don't like the fact that the banks control a large portion of the cash in the world, including ours. Seems stupid to me, but that's the way it is. So I think the fact that encouraging more people to have control about where they put their money um, has really helped me educate and create a win-win for both. Amazing. Absolutely. And I know, you know, I work with 
um, uh, Emil, who's on, on your team, and you've really grown your team. And just and I'm just thinking, sitting here, just the the amount of impact that you just had on, on my own personal life, on how you've enabled me to think outside the box. And you have to be creative. The deals aren't just going to come at you. You have to go and find them. You have to go and make them yourselves. So I want to personally thank you for the amazing impact that you've had on my life. But maybe those other people, whether they're on your team, and I know a lot of investors now have are also mortgage brokers and been on your team and educating them and you're able to to share that. Maybe what are some cool stories or one story that maybe sticks out in your mind where you were able to kind of open the light or shed the light on somebody to allow them to do this and then they've turned around and done something. So maybe you can share that with us. Wow, my gosh. It's going to be really, really hard to pick one client in particular or one example. I think that what I really enjoy is I really enjoy the educating, but I enjoy I enjoy seeing light bulbs go off, but then I also mostly enjoy investors actually do something. They actually take the plunge, they put their first offer in, and then realize that the world didn't fall apart, the sky didn't drop on them, so it's okay to continue. So I would say there's one couple that I had actually taught at Creative Financing, and they had wanted to, the whole goal was for him to be able to quit his job. And he had a very, very good six-figure job, they had some net worth. And so we really were focused on uh, cash flow. So creating some strategies where he could borrow money as cheaply as possible while he could have qualified. That was important to get as much as possible fast before he quit his job. Um, and when we were only relying on his wife's income, but we figured out the number. He needed about 6,000 per month in positive cash flow. We went through a number of different strategies. So if you want cash flow, I mean, you can do the buy rehab, refinance and rent. You can do rent to own, the multifamily, buy, rent and hold. There's so many different strategies. And we found something that really resonated with them. They loved rent to own because of the only way really, in their opinion, was to buy single family with great cash flow. It's that monthly cash flow. We figured either buy 12 single family, just regular buy and holds or buy five rent to owns. And that would be enough to give him that income. And within, we also converted his RSPs. We also refinanced his home. He became a private lender, uh, used a line of credit, so borrowing money to make money. So we kind of did the buy and hold as well as portfolio passive income. And it was 18 months. Wow. And I remember he came back to a creative financing refresher 18 months after we had had this discussion and started to build his portfolio. And he came to me on the Friday and I'll never forget it. And I'll probably start crying again because I was so like, it was awesome. He came to me and he says, Claire, I need to know is now the time. I said, okay, let me just mull it over because I'm not one to jump. I need to analyze and go, okay. And on the Saturday afternoon, I pulled him uh, to one side after the break and I said, it's time. Wow. That's amazing. He, he burst into tears. He's like, me, me, me. Um, he quit that Monday. He quit. <laughs> And to see a grown man just be empowered and confident, you see, I'm going to get all emotional, and actually live his dreams before he's 60, 70, 80 and figured it was too late. Wow. He was in his late 30s and to actually have that plan, but he followed everything. Like he was, I'm going to dedicate 10 hours a week, focused on his growth of portfolio. He was focused and passionate and he built the right team around him and we did it. It was just amazing. 
That is awesome. I love hearing those stories. I mean, it's, it's nice to see real estate and changing people's lives because it's not the real estate per se. It's what that allows that person to be able to do with the new freedom and that income. Now they're not tied into the nine to five. They, they can live their lives the way that they want to live, which is so inspiring. Now I'll, I'll kind of add that it's not easy. It wasn't like, oh, 18 months and it's done. Yay. No. <laughs> He dedicated time each week and we created a business plan with him. We had a financial plan. He was ready to take the plunge, but also pull off his power team. We found a certain market. He didn't get like, oh, shiny penny, really super focused and disciplined. Some weekends he was spending all weekend out looking at properties, interviewing tenant buyers. Like it took time and effort and key focus. And I think that, that that's important. Some people think it's easy but it's not that it's difficult it's just it's not going to be bing okay now you can quit your job and not everyone's going to be able to take that continuous feedback and then implement it over and over and it is nice to see because that's a big difference with people that have analysis paralysis they might have all the information in the world and then somebody that's going to get the right advice and then go ahead and implement it and and gladly got rewarded highly for that and also i think he he was one thing I'll say to any investors are there are a lot of naysayers out there. People that have influence over you, you wouldn't admit they have influence over you, but they do. Like you go to, you spend some money, you go to a weekend workshop or Wednesday night, you're trudging through snow to attend the right club meeting and come home or the next morning you talk about all these wonderful things you learn and everyone's thinking, cuckoo, you're crazy to, to quit your job and go into real estate. Like it's, what you read in the news is crazy. Like there's so many naysayers. So it is, I think it's important for every investor to take the naysayers negativity and kind of just throw it out the window. Like if you listen to everything everyone else said to you, just look at where they are. And sure, they may look like they've got a big house and posh cars outside and they go on vacation twice a year, but are they happy? Are they at risk of losing their job tomorrow? Are they controlling their wealth and their growth? And there's often a lot behind the scenes you don't see. So don't necessarily, they say, is it going to be out there? But just like, hmm, good point. And just forget what they just said. <laughs> well, and you mentioned it when you spoke about the news you can use part. And there's so much negativity and there's so much negative connotations out there. And that's why at the Right Club, and you're such a big part of the Right Club, that we want to foster that positive energy and tell more stories about the 18-month people that have did it in two years or three years or five years and, and share those stories and spotlights and create that positivity. Is that we can't always be at the Right Club every night because then we know we'll be flying away and crazy all those ideas. We have to go out there and implement it and do those things. But if we can bring people together to share those stories, to say, hey, you can do it. Keep trying, keep playing. You said focus, dedication. It's not just going to happen. You have to put the work in. If all of a sudden we all decided to say, okay, let's let's start a, I don't know, like a guitar club. Well, let's focus and put all that kind of stuff. Well, heck, we should take that time and we should become good guitar players, making the mistakes and trying. It's that time and effort that you put into. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And, and that's, yeah, again, really why the Right Club exists is to share those stories with all the different people and enable and help and foster those ideas. Yeah, now Claire is also speaking on the 20th of March at our second year anniversary. So can you give us like a little sneak peek on what you're going to cover? Um, I don't know if I should give you guys a sneak peek. No, it's let's keep it a surprise. Let's I was going to say, I'm just like, ah. 
<laughs> so I think that what I what I always try and do when I I mean I know I'm the finance person, but let's face it, everyone needs money when you just like you always need a lawyer when you close on real estate. You always need money. So I think that having good access to that and being smart about what and how and when you borrow is is huge. And I think that that is something that I really want to make sure that we cover during that session. And also picking. It's, a lot of it's about timing. There is unlimited access to money out there. I will tell you that now. Anyone that says, oh, you're capped, you can't buy anymore. I call, you know, right. I've got investors that have got 15 to 20 mortgages with major banks. We've just got to be strategic on the way we go. So we're just going to touch on some few little secrets and tips on how you can grow your portfolio and get unlimited access to cash without it necessarily costing you an arm and a leg. The one thing I would say with the Right Club is, Sometimes people will say to me, well, Claire, you're successful. You've got lots of clients. Why do you go to the right club? And I would say that I go because I grow too. I always pick up four or five notes in my notebook of something new I've learned from other people that are there. But also it's a great kick in the butt too, as a refresher to go, yeah, you know, I wrote that down last month in my notebook and it's still there. When I open that book this month, I should start to implement some of these things. So it actually is very inspiring, even for those of us that go on a regular basis um, to see, you know, the group grow, but also everyone being so willing to share, share the good, the bad and the ugly, because no one's saying it's, it's everything's all roses, but we can learn from those ugly moments so that not too many people repeat them. So. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I mean, it's great to also be able to build that community, right? And so they say that you're the average of the five people that you hang out the most with. And so being around people that are like-minded is just uh, is so inspiring and it just gives me so much energy as well. So anyways, thank you so much. What about May 4th? Because you're doing a special Saturday event for us. So, so I went to the one last year and so did Alfonso, and it was just like amazing. And I don't want to like give it away because you're gonna do it. <laughs> but we asked because because of the the feedback and how much it has helped, we we want to bring you back and we want to do it again. So can you tell us what you're going to be talking about and presenting May fourth? Yes. So May the fourth, we're going to do a one day full workshop. Now it's going to be focused on multifamily. How do you acquire? How do you finance? What are the different nuances to consider? Now, it's a workshop, which means you work and I get to go shopping. No, just kidding. Um, but it is a workshop. So I would say if you really are looking for hands-on, intense learning in a very, very short period of time, but where, especially the afternoon session, when you get an opportunity to apply what you've learned, because I think as adults, we all learn differently and there's nothing better than actually learning a concept and then practicing applying it in the classroom. So, well, actually, this time, I think I'm actually going to split the room up into two groups. The beginners, those that are looking to buy their first multifamily, as well as the experienced, because we're going to see how, how good the experience can do. And the afternoon session, we actually put up a couple of properties that are currently for sale, and you can go buy them. Now, not literally, you're not literally going to leave the room and go buy these properties, but you're going to go through the process and the analysis and the due diligence because with multifamily, at least 70% of your due diligence is done before you put your offer in or, or even at that offer stage. So talking about lots of different components 
and trying to demystify some of the concerns people may have. And uh, it's going to be really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the workshop last year and I was thrilled that the feedback was so positive. And it is a workshop though, so don't come, if you're going to show up just to say, I went to a workshop and you're going to be on your phone all the time, it's not for you, but if you really want to apply what you learn and figure out whether multifamily is right for you, or if it is already right and you figure that out and you want to grow even more, then we've got some great tips too. Yeah, no, it, it is a, a fantastic workshop, and but really by popular demand. I don't even know how many people have approached us to say, listen, we have to come back. We, I was, wasn't able to make it or, or be the people that were there that want another kick in the butt to get back out there to do it again. So yes, May the 4th be with you, but may the fourth be with Claire. Yeah, come out to the right club and the full day workshop with Claire. So at this point of the podcast, we've reached our lightning round. Claire, are you ready for our lightning round question? No, really, this is the bit that's got me nervous. This is terrible. <laughs> so here are four questions and every guest will get the same one. So question number one, Claire. What is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Best advice. Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. I think I have to say, I can't even remember who the individual was, but there was someone that once had said to me that don't believe everything you hear. And which I know you hear that a lot. I mean, that, that's a very common phrase, like don't believe everything you hear. But it's always... A lot of people will say, oh, I've done this, I've done that. And have they really? Or is it just because they're saying something wonderful at the time and they want to impress you? So I think talk is cheap. And I have realized that talk is cheap and actions speak louder than words. There I am throwing like three common phrases all in one sentence. But I think that I like to see action. So I would say probably the best advice that I've either given or heard is talk is cheap. You know, action is really going to set you apart from everyone else. Do you walk the talk, so to say, which I think goes with any investor is I love to inspire. I love to see people inspire me, but it's what I do with that afterwards that sets me apart from everyone else. No, that's great. I love that. Talk is cheap. It's yet yeah, the action that cashes the checks, right? So, all right. So question number two, what is your favorite real estate investing resource? resource oh my god it's got to be the purview the purview report that to me is like do i have time to briefly explain yeah let's talk about it because i only found that out from your last may events or i don't i don't i can't remember if it was in may but last year and i'm like i didn't even know purview existed it's like a big secret and i love sharing it with investors so a purview report is a report that's created by terranet Terranet is responsible for the, they're actually employed by, not employed, MPAC, actually they provide all the property tax assessments. So Terranet is basically land titles transfers. So they have an amazing database of every time a property changes hands, what is it, who bought it, who sold it, what do they sell it for, etc. So a purview report is available by a select number of mortgage brokers. So the good ones will have access to it and pay for it. And also every single bank and lender. So when a lender says, well, we can't support the value of your home. And you're wondering how come, because they didn't come around my house. So how would they know? They pulled a purview report. So it's basically all we need is the address or the name of the potential seller 
And in seconds, I can pull the report. It's three pages long. It will tell me current zoning, square footage, land size. It'll have a map for me, legal description, current owners' names. So now we can Google the owners to see what we can find out there. It would also tell me what they paid for it when they bought it and all the names and all the previous owners, what they paid for it and when. It will give me comparable sales at the time the last owners bought the property. So did they overpay? Uh, current comparables uh, have sold in the last six months. Neighborhood trend, up or down percentage wise. It'll give me a graph and pinpoint where the property goes in that graph. Um, my favorite part of this report, however, is it will tell me what debt is currently on the property. Tells me who the lender is and how much they registered on title. So I don't know how motivated my seller is until I can see if they actually, how much cash do they have in their property? Um, let me give you an example. I had a client that was looking at a acreage to purchase, to do potentially subdivide and build on it. And we pulled a purview. The property has been on the market for eight months and it's free and clear. So I know it's free and clear, has no debt. So I'm like, this is a vendor take back strategy. Go in with two offers, one with a vendor take back with a higher offer and the second one with a no vendor take back but a lower purchase price because you have to go source financing. If this property has been on the market, it was empty and we're in the middle of winter. So I said, go in with a quick closing. If you do vendor take back financing, to 90% loan to value, you can close on Friday. Like these people can be done with this property on Friday. And so the purview report to me is just, it's, it's essential. It really gives us a lot of information. It complements the geo warehouse that the realtor provides. It's non-partisan. It also records all the private sales. So your realtor may only pull information that they have access to based on the listing, multiple listing system, but this pulls from every title transfer. So if the current owners are in a state selling, then we're going to know that. Like it's really cool data. To me, if you're put an offer in a property without your mortgage broker pulling a purview, then can't fix stupid. That's, that right there, that's the wrong mortgage broker. You're working with the wrong person. And go out there and find somebody that works with on Claire's team and at the Windrose Group, right? So that's honestly, it's so vital. I, I can't think of all the purviews that we've seen through. We've closed on over 100 rental properties, but even the offers that we've made, that's it's such a vital decision-making piece. So guys, listeners, uh, people out there, if you've never heard of a purview and you're a real estate investor, you're working with the wrong people on your team. Get out there and, and go find that out. It's an absolute gold mine. And most investors, when they get started, don't even know this exists. So probably one of my favorite resources. And this is how you get deals. You can find like a place that you want, drive by. And you're like, I want to see what I can find out about this multifamily property. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, you could reach out to Claire and say, can you pull this up? And then you have like so much information that you could have never had and found otherwise in one report. So very, very cool. Claire, what is the one attribute for question number three that has made you most successful? Oh, my accent. <laughs> That's good. Absolutely. I, it is such a distinct voice. It should be like, Siri, move over. We need to get Claire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, laughing aside, I'm actually serious. Like I'll tell clients, my, one of my philosophies is always, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, 
not what you want to hear. But with this accent, it will sound much nicer. <laughs> like, you know, I only wish that I was there when you spent $80,000 on your credit cards um, that you shouldn't have done, but I wasn't. So I can't fix stupid, but we can create a plan. I mean, I laugh and joke, but I, I will say that definitely my accent, I would say, I know it sounds so stupid, it does get attention, but then that attention can be short-lived if you don't have value behind it. So I would say my second attribute close to that would be my desire to continually grow and educate, educate myself, constantly making sure that I'm up to speed with everything, but I'm not just accepting what people are telling me. I mean, I think, for example, when I first became a mortgage broker, and I asked my broker of record, my mentor and team leader, fixed term rates, are they going up or down? How do we know? And they're like, you just read the rate sheets from the lenders. And I'm like, yeah, no, I want to know before they print a rate sheet. So having to really dive behind the scenes and understand the key indicators that really impact rates, the cost of funds with lenders, the impact of the bond market, the stock market, the consumer price index, Canada's GDP, like all of those things. I sound like a closet analyst or economics person. I'm not, <laughs> but it was really important for me to dig deeper and really understand behind the scenes so that I could one, predict rates increasing or decreasing as opposed to waiting for some lender to send me a rate sheet. How stupid is that? That's too late. Your accent, your amazing knack to find out that information they're researching. And I want to add, it's just you're such a caring, passionate person oh, that, you know, and you have such a great personality too. So you are so kind and, and really do care about your clients and the people that you work with and help. It's hard to limit it to one, but I think those are those top three for sure. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So last question of the lightning round. I know we're recording this. It's on a Monday night, but this is a typical Sunday morning. What are you doing? So a typical Sunday morning for me would be Sundays is for me is a day of complete rest. So I try so hard not to work. When I say work, I even hate the word work because I don't feel like I work because I just love what I do. I do read a lot. Sunday is really a time where typically I will meet my eldest son and his wife. They got married last year. So typically we always meet them on a Sunday, go for breakfast or lunch or something. Um, we do a lot of walking with the dog. Uh, reading and when I can sneak it in so when my husband's watching the soccer I will dive into some of the economic side of things with the mortgage business and I, I also love looking at real estate I know that's so stupid like someone will go on MLS and go oh, what, what's going on and just listen to a few some podcasts and listen to read a few and I do read a lot I must admit yeah I really try and relax on a Sunday having said that though this year my regime has changed a bit that's why I look like this tonight is uh this year was about me so one of my resolutions 2019 was to focus on Claire's health and well-being I have found that over the years I've been so focused on growing my business and helping so many people that as an entrepreneur I think sometimes we struggle often to find a balance and I realized I wasn't focusing on me so when um, I was kindly invited to do this podcast tonight I'm going oh crap, it's like six weeks into my new year resolution and I have a workout with my trainer on Monday nights. What am I going to do? And I'm like, you know what? Nope, I'm going to stick to my regime because normally I would be like, oh, excuse, yay, to <laughs> the gym. And I'm like, no, this is part of being self-employed and this is part of being who we are, which is people that want to educate and share, is sometimes 
I'm going to look like this. <laughs> I haven't got my hair done and stuff. And I think it's okay because I'm focused on myself a bit more this year, which, which, is, which is cool. It's, it's going the right way. So. And you look fabulous regardless. You're always... <laughs> oh, 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 kind. I did put lipstick on before I come. I'm like, I've got to put lipstick and mascara on at least. Oh, don't you worry. You look great. So, Claire, if somebody wanted to reach out, how can they do that? Absolutely. So, of course, you can call 289-800-9620. You'll get my main line. You can reach, uh, speak to any of my staff and we'll schedule a time to chat. Alternatively, you can email, really easy email, investor at your mortgageoptions.ca and especially if you just want us to pull up our views so you can see what that report looks like it's actually pretty cool to do it on your own property and then your neighbors and then your <laughs> brother who says he's mortgage free and you're thinking Wah. anyway that's <laughs> interesting yeah great idea <laughs> well thank you so much claire for being on the show we really really enjoyed having you on and you like Every single time we see you provide some amazing knowledge, insights, and we're always excited to see what's going on, what's the latest and greatest on the news you can use, and super excited about you coming out to speak in March and in May. So thanks for your time and for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for everything you do for the Right Club and other investors. I just, I'm speechless. You guys just fantastic. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Wow, Sarah, that was an amazing podcast. Claire, oh my God, blew my mind. So much good information. Yeah. What did you take? There were so many things. I had like a whole page of notes from that podcast. I mean, every time I, I talk to her, I hear her speak. It's just so insightful. Like, I actually can't pick one thing. I really think that the purview thing is amazing, but everything that she said is, I, I loved, absolutely. What about you? Is there like one thing? Yeah, like I really liked when she touched upon, you know, she gave that story of that gentleman that within 18 months achieved his goal. And for me, whether it's 18 months, whether 18 weeks, like whatever, it's 1.8, whatever, however long it takes, it's not so much the time, but it's that dedication and the focus. It's real estate, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? So you have to go and do it. Okay, you know what? You rent it for more than you pay for it. Oh, that should make money. But everything that's involved with it. And she really talked about the power team. Having yes. the right, right people that you can go to and even having your power team set it up. People have schedules for sure. They're busy, but set it up and have them on a conference call. So that's a service that she does for her team. They're able to do that. They'll set you up and, and it's so individual. You should be setting that up. No one else is going to do that for you. You have to put the effort in and get these people. They're not just going to come to you. So yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing that, I mean, this isn't, didn't come from the podcast per se, but it's just Claire is just full of insights and knowledge. And I was telling her, about money and finding money and what happens when you run out of money what are some options and like i am still a big believer that money is everywhere and there's always ways to find it but another reason to use a mortgage broker is they have access to private funds and it's actually a lot more reasonable than i thought it would be rate wise etc so she's got access to those private lenders or if you're not happy with your rsp and you want to look for different ways to invest it i mean come to the right club and claire is there every single time yeah absolutely go further go deeper do that research find out for yourself because it's not just about the rate oh i got 3.5 i got right. 3.9 it's really not it's really not about that rate yes 
The big banks put that big poster up on the front window and they tell you that's the rate and that's what you're going to get. But it's really what it's allowing you to do, what your product, it, you could, some deals can yield a higher interest rate. It's okay if you're going to pay it, if it's cash flowing, if it's working, if it's, uh, you're gaining equity, it's a good area. It, it is real strategic. And then to have the right person on your team, somebody like Claire and the people that are on her team, awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, she's, yeah, like again, I've known her for so long. And every time that I either speak to her or see her speak at an event or now just talk to her, there's always great information that you can apply and, and make it real life. So she, again, is going to be at a few different, uh, she is at every event for sure uh, in that news you can use, but there's two really big, big events that she's doing for us that we really want to spotlight her and share. Yeah. Why don't you talk about a little bit about our, our two year anniversary on, on March 20th, right? Yes. So March 20th. I can't believe it's already been two years, but our, our second year anniversary and we always blow it up. I mean, there's pizza and cake and tons of networking opportunities and the ability to learn and gain some insight. I mean, I think it's going to be big. Last year we had about, what was it, 250 people, give or take, I think? Yeah, we were close. We almost hit that 250 mark. Yeah, that was a big room that night. The energy was buzzing. That was fun. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Yes, and Claire is really preparing some great content. We don't want to spoil it all because she's got some surprises up her sleeve, but definitely come out. And also on May 4th, Claire is going to be covering her workshop on multifamily. And I took it last year. It was so much amazing information and you get to keep a lot of it too. Like you get to keep a lot of the great spreadsheets. I still use them to this day and how to analyze multifamily properties. I mean, she really gives you the tools and it's a workshop. So you're, you're putting your knowledge into practice. And I think that is a great way to retain that information. Absolutely. You're doing it. You're practicing it. It's like anything, Sarah. I know when we've talked to you of interviews, you've given me some tips and tricks and some advice on how to do the podcast, but we're, we're doing it, right? That's how you have to practice. So you have to do it. And, and hopefully I am getting better. I want some of your feedback out there, right? Club Nation. I want to hear from the community and, and uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like about the podcast. That's, yeah. that's a key thing. Get onto the website. You're going to get some more information about the two-year anniversary event, a little bit more about the May 4th as we trickle that information out there. Yeah, get on the website, take a look at it, get at us. Please reach yes. out. Mommy, you can find me, it's Alfonso at therightclub.com and Sarah's Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at therightclub.com. Let us know if you want to be on the podcast, if you have a cool story, how you've kind of used real estate investing or, or any type of investing to kind of help your portfolio, to help your life, to improve yourself. We want to hear from you. Yes. And I, I do want to say, you know, thanks guys for listening to this because it is so insightful to get emails from you and feedback and being able to say, okay, you know, let's work on this topic or let's bring this guest in because it's about you. I mean, we are there to host it and to ask the questions, but we want to hear from you who you'd like to hear from, what you'd like to hear about, because at the end of the day, we're stronger together. And so we, we hope that you can come grow with us. And every day I'm growing and I'm learning and it's just a, an amazing, amazing uh, community. Yeah. Awesome. Sarah, I really love doing these, these interviews and these podcasts and, and I'm learning and expanding my brain some more. I hope the listeners out there are enjoying it guys. Yeah. Till next time. Enjoy. Thanks Sarah. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the right club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at the where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.